Oh, how the tables have turned. Sports Talk Chicago, here for John's Glow. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears and Chicago sports content. And it's up all over on social media at Sports Talk Chicago and help out our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. We've lambasted ESPN for years on this program, and we will always continue to do so because for some reason they just consistently get things wrong. <laughs> whether it be predictions about the Bears, whether it be doing things for clicks but not really putting any analysis behind it, so I feel conflicted even doing this video and mentioning what's been going on there over the past couple of days, but I feel like we have to. And here's the quote from this article from NBC Sports Chicago. ESPN reporter picks the Bears to win the NFC North. Whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Wait, win the NFC North. That's what it says here. I'm not lying. The same network that said the Bears would be the worst team in football last year and continually trashed them is now flipping things around, turning the tables, and telling everybody you better pick the Bears now because they're going to win this whole division. I find it unbelievable. Here's more from this article. Sal Palantonio and Mike Greenberg both chose the Bears to win the division on ESPN. Palantonio said this, quote, I'm going with the Chicago Bears because I like what their new general manager has done in terms of the front seven. I like the way Justin Fields has developed into a dual-threat QB who can win from the pocket I think he's in the MVP conversation. And apparently Mike Greenberg, who had initially picked the Lions, then jumped and picked the Bears. Wow. So the Bears are getting national media attention for the right reasons for once. They're not being trashed down because they should fire Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace or getting rid of Ted Phillips or having the McCaskies tell the team. For once, it's something positive. It's something good. It's something we can all probably agree with. I'm not going to go as far to say that the Bears should win this division, and I've said many a time on this program, I expect 9-8, 10-7, I expect a wild card spot. That's my expectation. If they win the division, so be it. I'm going to be a huge fan of that, and I'm going to give them all the praise in the world. I'm shooting low. <laughs> I'm shooting low on the expectation bar because they have disappointed myself and all of you many a time over and over and over again. So I'm not going to go that far, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. And I agree with Palantonio and Greenberg, and I see what they see. For once, I'm in agreement with the SBN, which is why I said, kind of conflicted making this video. I'm kind of surprised. I like what their new general manager, Ryan Poles, has done in terms of the front seven, and I like the way Justin Fields has developed into a dual-threat QB who can win from the pocket. I think he's in the MVP conversation. What I find interesting is just the trajectory of the Fields narrative compared to the Jalen Hurts narrative, because... Man, if you look at them side to side, they are unbelievably similar. Jalen Hurts came in midseason, kind of replaced Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson was there, and that whole thing was a crapshoot. They, they went 4-11-1 that year. Everybody got fired. Wentz was gone. Peterson gone. And then it's just Jalen Hurts wondering what the hell is going on. Bring in a new coach and new personnel around Hurts, and then they develop into a fringe playoff team. Then they get bounced, and then last year they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Justin Fields, first year, lame duck head coach, lame duck GM, and a bunch of idiots screwing around with his development year one. They put him in, and he replaces a veteran. The whole thing goes horribly. Everybody gets fired. Fields is retained. New head coach, new GM, last year tanking. This year, now all of a sudden, we're talking about MVP conversations, winning divisions, maybe even something more. I just find it so interesting how similar their paths are and were. 
I find it unbelievably interesting and fascinating. I don't think there's enough mentioned or said about the similarities between them two. And I know it's not necessarily a out-of-the-box idea. Maybe that's why no one talks about it. But really, when you break it down and look at narratives and look at opinions and talking heads and, and the headlines and the storylines that were going out for Jalen Hurts and how he started, and then Justin Fields and how he started and where they both are today, they are unbelievably similar. Deal with that information what you will, but... I think this year is going to be a turning point year for the Bears, as we've said a number of times on this program. For the amount of hatred that we give them at times, there's been a lot of good that they've done. And we've acknowledged that here, and we're always going to acknowledge it. We want the Bears to win. We want them to be successful more than anything. We're just Bear evaluators. We're not fanboys here. That's the difference. But Ryan Poles has spent an exorbitant amount of money on talent. He is actually investing in this team and indirectly investing in Justin Fields. By investing in this team... You're putting confidence and you're, you're putting your faith in this QB and in this regime in general, down to the head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, all the stakeholders. They're all involved, and Ryan pulls us all in, put all his poker chips into the middle of the table. He's ready, and he wants this, and he thinks he can do it with this quarterback, with this coach, with this offensive coordinator, with this team. He thinks he can do it. So the Bears put up an unbelievable amount of faith with all the money they've spent this offseason. Justin Fields has looked sharp and now has a great opportunity to be really good this year. Last year proved that he was competent, and this year has a chance to, yes, be in the MVP discussion if the Bears could win out of the game and if he plays better. The big knock with Fields, of course, is deep ball, just the amount of times he throws per game. And I'm hoping that this year he'll get more opportunities to throw the football. And I think he will. I think he's going to be more settled in in this offense. He may have more protection if his old line gets healthy by week one. But he certainly, no matter what, has the weapons to do it. D.J. Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney's back from injury. In the backfield, you have like five running backs, including Fields himself. You're not going to have any problem running the football. There are opportunities for the offense to shine this year. And with that comes an opportunity for Fields to be the MVP. Fields wasn't perfect last year, and there were times in which he just completely missed wide receivers. But there were other times in which big gains were negated because somebody had stone hands and couldn't catch the football. I said this in the last video, and I'll keep mentioning their names at least right off the top of my head. E.Q. St. Brown and Dante Pettis, man. My goodness, dropping the ball too many times. Cole Komet got better at it, but when he started too, horrible holding on to the football. So... Now you have actual, legit wide receivers who are NFL caliber, who know what they're doing, who have a track record, who are outstanding. DJ Moore is a number one wide receiver on maybe 20 to 25 of the, of the 32 teams in football right now. He's a number one. He has the numbers and the track record to prove it. Darnell Mooney is a number two wide receiver on all 32 teams in football. No doubt about that one. Number two wide receiver, all 32 teams. And Chase Claypool, who's a number three, is a number three on all 32 teams and could be a two if he actually plays up to his potential. The wide receiving depth that the Bears have, in my opinion, is one of the tops in football. And that's, by the way, a team that last year had one of the worst cores in football. Worst wide receiving cores. And we talked about it week in and week out. But Ryan Poles made the moves 
traded the picks, paid the money to make this work. And getting Moody back from injury certainly helped things, too. At running back, Rochon Johnson has impressed. Impressed. He might be the RB1 by the time it's all said and done this year. But Clear Herbert's still there. Deontay Foreman's still there. Fields himself could run. I mean, the run game's going to be outstanding. I can understand where Palantonio and Greenberg come from when they say, hey, yeah, the Bears could win the division. Why not? This division is wide open. We kept saying this, and we're going to continue to say it. It really is wide open. Nobody's come out and proven that, yes, I'm the favorite. The Lions are, based on, I would say, public perception and how exciting their finish was last year. They won so many games in a row. They finished 9-8. and eight. They barely missed the playoffs. Jared Goff had a career year. Dan Campbell's very likable. They were on hard knocks. I mean, <laughs> the public perception surrounding the Lions has kind of jolted them forward. But in reality, when you look at all four of these teams, it's anybody's division. It's whoever's going to really step up. And I think these first six, seven games are going to be crucial for everybody involved. Who's going to come out and jump out of the gate running instead of limping? The Vikings may have a lot of their same players, but the Vikings had the same point differential last year that they did in 2021. And in 2021, their GM and their coach were gone after the season because they underperformed. So same exact point differential, but because of luck and the way the football bounced a couple of times, they won the division last year. The Packers have a brand new QB. Who knows how he's going to do? Maybe Jordan Love lights it up. I, I don't think so, but anything's possible. Huge X factor over there. The Lions have some continuity from last year, including David Montgomery, now coming in uh, new. But are they going to just run away with this? Will Jared Goff continue to perform like he did last year? I highly doubt that. Then you got the Bears with Justin Fields, poised for a big season. Top three good wide receivers, good run game, better defense. There's a lot to like. So this whole thing's wide open. It's not irresponsible to say the Bears will win the division. It's not from anybody. That's not even being fanboy-ish. I mean, it makes sense. I'm not going to go there. I said wild card. But it it's possible. I'm just not going to go there because I know that they're going to screw something up. <laughs> they might screw something up. They have in the past. But it's possible. This is not unrealistic fanboyish, or just out there crazy. I appreciate, actually, some fairness for once from ESPN. They've been horrendous at it, but they're doing it here. Pat Antonio went on to say on the segment, quote, for Jordan Love, it's going to be a difficult transition with the Packers, but I think the Bears have a good foundation in place. They do. I mean, when you really think about it here, Eberflus and Poles are going to be here minimum, minimum, even if things go horribly wrong for at least two to three more years, even if everything goes horribly wrong. And if they win, they're going to be here for a long time. So new head coach, new GM, that's going to be here to stay. Justin Fields, again, has proven competency this year. I'm hoping for near-level MVP play. But Justin Fields, I think, has proven enough. If he does, If he does well this year, and throws for, I don't know, 3,500 yards, maybe 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, runs for 1,000. They're going to give him an extension. He'll be here for the long haul. So the Bears are in a position where there could be continuity for a while with their head coach, their GM, and their quarterback. And at that point, the sky's the limit. And you brought in DJ Moore. You got Chase Claypool for now. Darnell Mooney's still going to be here. 
Your run game's going to be intact. I mean, a lot of these big-time, quote-unquote, weapons that the Bears have for fields are going to be retained, too. Palantonio makes a very good point. Talk about a good foundation. Yes, it's going to be in place for a couple of years, minimum. So it's not irresponsible. It's not wrong to say that they could win this division. More than anything, though, I just love the unbelievable 180 complete differential in narrative. And we're we're probably going to talk about narratives all season long. I recall when we first started doing YouTube, you know, we had been on the radio for a couple of years prior, all the narrative shifting around Mitchell Trubisky. Man, I wish I wish I was a little bit older covering Trubisky. Like, I wish I was this age covering the whole Trubisky thing now because we'd have even more fun with it. But talk about narrative shifting and people flip-flopping and media, especially flip-flopping. So... I find it interesting that we go from negative to a positive here. From Mitch, it was positive to negative, get him out of town. So I'm wondering, I'm just wondering what the play is here long-term for the media. As a media nerd, I'm trying to see how things are going to play out moving forward. And we're going to cover all of that, too. See, this just just isn't a a game recap channel. You know, we're going to be covering the nuances of even how the media covers this team because it is fascinating. So I guess time will tell about that. A little bit of a tangent, but... Nevertheless, I like this article, and I like that national media members at least are recognizing, hey, something's going on in Chicago, and we should take note of it. And they're 100% right. I don't know for sure how things are going to play out, but I can tell you this, the expectation bars moved up even more. See, everybody said in the offseason, hey, this is just kind of a transition year. Maybe the Bears will go 7-10. and 10. They're going to be a little bit better, but next year is going to be the big year. No, no, no. We got people in the national media picking them to win the division. I said wild card, too. We have people in the media in general expecting greatness out of them this year. Fans are feeling the same way. So let's not downgrade our expectations. Let's not think, okay, they need to give them time. There's no time to be given. Ryan Pohl spent a ton of money this offseason. Weapons are here. Fields is going to be ready and primed for a breakout. This is it. So don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Expect good. Expect Great. We have to heighten those expectations based on what's been going on. And this is a great example here from ESPN as to why we should do it too. Thanks for watching today's show here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Remember to follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Subscribe to the channel for more Chicago sports content. And hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. Big thank you to John Meadows, directing and producing. Until next time, so long, everyone.